So Bruno Mars, people keep forgetting that he's Filipino, and I feel I feel it like this is Bruno Mars erasure here, and we do not stand. For <laughs> that. Well, no, the, the, my point is to like not erase his Filipino ness. Um, True, and like you give a Filipino a mic, like you just gave to me, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, and they start singing. <laughs> and they start <laughs> actually, actually, I have a Filipino, uh, Pino half uh, black, half Filipino friend, and he said, like they are better at karaoke than Japanese people. Better. Better and they did well, like so, so the thing too, it's like <laughs> karaoke is like not a joke among Filipinos. So I don't really think but once I it's got really nine, serious. I got ninety nine points for like I don't know if it was like I will survive or something very sad about my life. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is I come from a Filipino family that is really bad at singing. Like the only <laughs> redeeming part of my voice is my dad's side. And my dad, a white German man who had worked in the Philippines, was like always having to do karaoke for some <laughs> some like work retreat thing. Yeah. And he would like win a lot. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you, can, you can win <laughs> karaoke? Well, you like can win. Well, there's machines that yeah. count your points and then it says 100 points. Amazing. It always says 100. <laughs> yes. A little 100 emoji. <laughs> yeah. And like if you were to give my mom a mic or other people, I mean, it's it's... I once was in an anthropology class at a German university and I just like was auditing it because I was already done and it was ethnography of the Philippines. And then I was being told that Filipinos always sing karaoke and that every <laughs> Filipino family has like a karaoke machine and sings every party. And I'm just like, not mine. Like, what is this? It's just like the only reason I can sort of sing is my dad. But yeah, so Bruno German. Mars is Puerto Rican and Filipino. So he's just like destined to be a star then. Pretty much. But, yeah. <laughs> but somehow people, I don't know, like the fact that there's like a lot of colorism in Filipino, you know, show business and society. Yeah. So the fact that Bruno is not very, very white makes him like a less interesting kind of Filipino show star. But. Um, that guy from the Black Eyed Peas was also Filipino. Yes. Yay. What's his name? Apple the App. Apple the App. Yeah, true. And he was super claimed. Like, and so everyone who's like sort of Filipino is always claimed in the Philippines. There's like different politics amongst Filipino Americans. Um, but yeah, so Hawaii as well. It's like the largest population group and the, the second language spoken is like Filipino. In Hawaii? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I did not know that either. So, so it's like English, Filipino, and then another Filipino dialect. <laughs> I mean, language, Ilocano, because that's like the biggest migrant community. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so. I knew, the, the Black IP was one I knew, All and right. there's a really silly reason I know this, is because <laughs> um, my sister's boyfriend for some reason, just knows a bunch of dumb facts about the Black Eyed Peas. Why? <laughs> and, like, knows all the members of the, like, of the band, knows, like, all their backstories and everything. I mean, Fergie, obviously, like, you know, yeah, she's yeah. the big one. And Will I Am, too, everyone knows. But he, like, knew the other two, and he knows, like, all their backstories and, like, what their role in the band is. Wait, he what was the name of the other guy? Because he had, like, a big thing for Standing Rock as well. Yeah, I don't. The guy with the long hair, right? Yeah, I yeah, forgot his name. I know that guy. Yeah, yeah but uh, App D App or what, App, Apple D Apple D App. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm not gonna look this up, but <laughs> yeah, I know but that I, mean, I know that I'm gonna ask my sister immediately after this. Like, uh, uh, what's the wh name? What are the names of the members of the Black Eyed Peas? And she's like, oh yeah, you mean are the what's the name of the Filipino guy from from Filipino guy uh, uh, <laughs> from from Black Eyed Peas? She's like, oh of course, yeah, Apple D App. I'm like, wait, 
What? Well, I mean, I know some more facts, but I forgot the name of the other guy, so I'm kind of embarrassed about that because I think this other time I went on a podcast about Monica and Standing Rock, I might have played that song if that was out yet. But anyway, I mean, like these protest protector movements, yeah, mm-hmm. they bring in a lot of music and dance and art as well because of the whole, you know, all of this stuff belongs together in yeah. indigenous sort of meaning and being so yeah there's a lot of protest songs and from standing rock i'm pretty sure that the one um black eyed peace guys did uh, one. so uh, he wrote a, a really good song. <laughs> 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 really, yeah let's let's get the protection started <laughs> with the water um <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to your weekly Corner Spatey. We're a much smaller group today because uh, Kieran is in Ireland doing Irish things, <laughs> like being sad. <laughs> and <Don't get> <laughs> um, Rob is in the US um, doing covert ops for us, <laughs> um, spying on DSA and letting us know what we should not do in order to be a good left-wing podcast <laughs> in Europe. Um, so it's myself, Nick. Joined by Yulia. Hi, that's me. <laughs> and we have a very special guest here to talk about uh, indigenous rights, um, I guess anti-imperialism to, yeah, to a degree and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, we have uh, Karen Louise, or at Karen is sharing on Twitter, <laughs> quite famous in Germany. Quite famous You by love every- her or you hate her. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> half of German Twitter is blocked. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That kind of kills my algorithm for the German tweets. That's good, though, because yeah, but you don't want to look at German Twitter. I know, no, yeah, but I don't. mean, that's like how I don't get like journalistic sort of, you know, requests because I don't go viral with German stuff and someone else picks it up and it's well, just like, oh, I'm sorry, look at the only thing. thing. The only thing I see go viral in Germany is like some like white woman who's in her 60s being like, I lived in the 60s. I can use the N word. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> stuff like that. So I I just I just want some clout to be able to write about stuff that I know and be paid for it instead of seeing that the stuff that I reference with articles is suddenly copied in a bad way and translated into German. Yeah, I mean that happens. Yeah, well happens then maybe you're on the lot. wrong you're on the wrong you're you're in the wrong place. Oh, you mean Germany? <laughs> I meant the show, but oh, also okay. this country. <laughs> 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 Neukölln is like a new thing. I made a tweet about me traveling here. You oh. did? Yeah, and I called it a halbe Weltreise. Oh, it is. So like, like, wait, wait, where? I, I like. live up in the northwest of oh, Berlin. So okay. this this is also private info that I'm not very private about. Doxing. <laughs> Moabit beste. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> Moabit. <laughs> Seriously. All right. I, we're going to get you that shirt then that has, uh, have you seen it? That has like. The cross out from the Schulteis. No, Kaffee? it's the one that's like Brooklyn, uh, Queens, Bronx, Moabit. Moabit. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, we, we do that. It's, yeah. it's really we the nicest that. part. So I actually have moved around a lot in Berlin, and it's like you I like it, it and well, yeah. I mean, it's I very started mellow. It's I, very mellow and 
I can nice. yeah. I, can I started I started in Moabit. Like when I came here, I lived with like a friend. When Yulia had her had her had her big city dreams. Exactly. <laughs> and she moved to Berlin Mo- and started in Moabit. Yeah. And so I, you already started at, like the top of the top, pyramid, and I went, and down, went down. Yeah. To, <laughs> to yeah. Oh, actually, I I don't want Moabit to be that gentrified. So so I take everything back. I just said it's, it's shitty. Not advertising. Don't. Don't move there. <laughs> well, no, no, no. To not gentrify it, say it's nice, and it's just it's too damn expensive, so it's no one will ma- move there. Yeah, but super expensive, so expensive, so expensive. It's like, it's the most expensive part of town. Do not go there. Yeah, it's way more than Charlottenburg. <laughs> yeah, or Dahlem or whatever. Or Stiglitz or <laughs> the so. the Riza in Vetting is better than the one in Moabit. I hate to say. Okay, it is. I didn't know that there was. Wait, a which one, one is the one in Vetting? I know the one in Prenzlauer Berg. Leopoldplatz. Oh, okay. I haven't been at that resort They yet. also have different prices. <laughs> oh, they and do? the Turmstrasse one, after it closed, they like reopened with higher prices. Wait, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Leopoldplatz. <laughs> so I lived in Wedding before that. Oh, I also lived yeah. in Wedding yeah. once. I just go to the Risse at Hermannplatz. Yeah, that I've been to that one. I've been to the one at Zoo and I've been to the one in Prenzlauer Berg. Wow, you guys are like the Kings. Yeah, and East Side. East Side. <laughs> <laughs> Neukölln is side, East Side to me, okay? okay well. Some part of it is, was, Zonnale. It's on the other side of the U6. <laughs> okay, yeah, then in that case, if that's your if that's your, your, your barometer for what's East and West, then yeah. So we're talking about Occupy in Berlin? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, talking about, uh, I don't know. We're not talking about that. We're talking about much more important things. All right. Because Berlin is a is a swanky city of, of gentrifiers. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, it isn't, but oh. whatever. Um, yeah. So uh, you may have heard in like the beginning that uh, we're going to be talking about, um, and you specifically said for me not to call these protest movements for protect, pr- pr- protectors, protective Protectors movement. Yeah. 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 Land protection is pretty much water protection. Okay, water like protection, land rock. protection. Okay. Yeah. So if... Um, <laughs> So it's really the narrative to get out, like the sort of indigenous narrative of this is a movement to protect the land and it's not protesting development or anything. Or Mm -hmm. in this case, it's a telescope, so that's very tricky how people have turned it into anti-science for the oh. religion. Oh, yeah, because I saw oh, people... Shit, seriously? I, yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, no, it's, elaborate. It's, it's about the land. So let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's yeah, take this elaborate. all the way yeah, back Yeah, then. exactly. So yeah. Um, for if you, um, for all of our listeners, if you did not get the cues, we're talking about <laughs> um, Hawaii then in this sense of... I, I cannot pronounce any of these, so you're going to have to like hold my hand you should this. You should try to pronounce them like a German would. Be German. <laughs> Practice Take your German, German pronunciation of Hawaiian. Exactly. Okay, but I don't okay. Have wait, any what are you gonna try to say though? <laughs> no, nothing. I don't. But the um, <laughs> the current the current uh, movement in Hawaii that then's happening, uh, with the it's the the university's trying to put a telescope on um, sacred lands. Okay, so technically, like way go back. So it's yeah. it's a very multinational project for a extremely large telescope is what the astronomers call it an elt so i mean it's called extremely large telescope. <laughs> so this one's called the 30 meter telescope you can tell that by the metric that it's not that u.s american base <laughs> 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 so it's, it's called the tmt and the tmt um was supposed to start being built on mauna kea on hawaii island in hawaii um 
in 2015 and as of right now in 2019 it has not been built yet because of the strong movement of indigenous Hawaiians or I mean in Hawaiian Kanaka Maoli who have you know been protecting the land so so right now since July 15 I think there has been sort of a base camp <laughs> up on Mauna Kea so the thing about Mauna Kea I mean there's a different different things to say about it so you guys gotta like ask questions mm -hmm. which way I should go so Mauna Kea is the highest mountain on earth from the bottom of the sea to its peak mm -hmm. okay oh. which is you know very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very Probably interesting in that case also for astronomers. Cause of course, yeah. You can see stuff. <laughs> on an island in the middle of the Pacific that doesn't have a lot of light pollution. And mm -hmm. because it's a shield volcano, and I can't get too geologically technical on that. But um, so the <coughs> wind and other things that astronomers love have made it like the place they really want an extremely large telescope on. The thing is, Mauna Kea already has 13 telescopes. Oh, oh see, wow. that was the first one. <laughs> so it's not the first one. Yeah. So it's not the they first one. They made it one. seem like that this is like the only telescope <laughs> no, in, so all of, in all of Hawaii. No, but this is the, the big thing, too. It's like, okay, so wait, how did those other 13 get there? How did they? <laughs> in the sense Just of, like, like, why was no one protesting before? Well, because yeah. the first one came up there in, like, 1968. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... Um, under you know the politics of the time there was there was no real way to protest so um the hawaiian language was kind of banned and forbidden hula and things there was just banned for two or so generations and that was the time that the first telescope came up there and the land though um was leased from the university of hawaii okay so the university of hawaii then just kind of leased leases land on there for like one dollar it's like a symbolic thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and then 12 other telescopes came up and they were protested the thing with with the tmt is that it just got really loud it got visible and that's based on social media and the fact that in the 1970s I'm going to go back to that later, too, about another land protection movement that this is all based on. In the 1970s, there was like a resurgence of Hawaiian culture, Hawaiian cultural revival of like the language. So what you have in 2015 that you didn't have in 1968 is you have like a whole bunch of Hawaiians who are fluent in Hawaiian and who are totally into, no, you know what, we are now protesting that the U.S., occupied us in 1898 and um yeah so this is like four years of a movement right now based on Mauna Kea but it's kind of based on the whole telescopes being like overruling sort of the local population like the indigenous Hawaiian population around Mauna Kea traces its genealogy its ancestry back to the area um and and this is the other thing about Mauna Kea uh, in Hawaiian genealogy, um, it's an ancestor of the Hawaiians. So in like cosmology, you have the sky father mm -hmm. oh, called okay. Wakea and the earth mother, Papahanaumoku, <coughs> which means Papa who births the earth. 
So that's the island, this volcanic island, right? All the Hawaiian mm. islands are volcanic. And what <coughs> Mauna Kea is the offspring. Oh, okay. And like sort of the umbilical cord between the earth and the, sc- the sky. Yeah. So, so it's real important is what you're saying. It's really important. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and this yeah. is also those things too. It's like you, there's like so many different levels of people in the protectors movement who are like going about it in the different ways that they practice culture. And in this case, um, I mean, there's there's also Hawaiian astronomers who there's there's now a movement that says like scientists for Mauna Kea, where mm-hmm. it's like oh, this is not anti science, this is about mm. you know, yeah. so there's this meaningful land to a people that we well, cause have been like not listening to and overruling. Yeah, like I the the thing that I always I, weirdly enough, I think it was like a a video that you posted of the only smart thing Megan McCain has ever said. What was it? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying the only. And one I of the really, very I mean, few. That was me making a snarky quote no, 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 about you didn't, it, but I, it was profound what she said. Yeah, and, um, you know, uh, the thing that I think is so interesting is in the sense of whenever anything comes to, like, being, especially in the U.S. or Western countries, mm. if, 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 if something is, like, sacred to Christianity or something like that, that never becomes, like, a question of if this should be, you know, demolished or... Or let's say even like a historical artifact or something like that. Or you know, just some, Notre Dame burning down. Or yeah, like, you know, the <laughs> like exactly that. And that then it becomes like a massive tragedy or something like that. And then, oh, hell and, you know, yeah. You see like Europeans, you know, flipping their shit over a, a damn building that burned down. Like, uh, to be fair. A like, beautiful No, like it's like, it, it's cool. Yeah, but I, mean, like, how I many think ta- it's very important to say that no one died in. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a no building that's been burned down like what, five times for its history? Like, yeah. it'll be rebuilt. Like, yeah, it'll be fine. Them. Yeah, I had some and how, incidents. <laughs> and how like Europeans can then like look at a situation like that and like, you know, because in the sense of like, oh, this is important to Christianity, it's important oh, to They can raise a lot of money in a short yeah, yeah. amount that of time. That then makes sense and then that's important. But when it's something that then comes down to something then that isn't white and isn't, you know, based on, I know that like, uh, conservatives love the like Judeo-Christian values bullshit nonsense yeah. that doesn't exist. Then it becomes a thing that then is like, oh well, you backwards, know, yeah, backwards, or, or you're anti-science, yeah. or you're this, or you're that, and um, like that's the thing that I've, I've uh, because I saw a bunch of protesters, uh, protesters, not not protectors, yeah, um, of the university getting people to then go there and start doing like doing that exact same rhetoric that like oh yeah you're anti-science you're this you're that and how like Wait, like seriously? inherently like racist that is yeah i mean <laughs> Wait, what yeah it's all really colonial yeah and i mean this whole story is like like the whole movement or the whole solidarity that comes out of it i mean okay i guess i guess you're basing a lot of stuff of what i've been tweeting so i'm like a twitter activist on that yeah but i mean i was also connecting it's good it, content <laughs> i was also connecting it with what was happening in puerto rico mm-hmm and um, and also what is happening in Aotearoa, New Zealand. So it's a lot of these things where it's just like you have people protesting anti-imperialism and then you've got like the white narrative over it saying, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you guys want. We're giving you money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is this not good enough for you? It's like, like, come on. Yeah, I mean, Puerto Rico's getting money right well, no it's there's not. also that <laughs> island too in the um i think it's in the bikini atoll or somewhere near there where the u.s oh, military yeah. just wants they just pretty Th- much bought there's up. a lot of islands that are being bombed so yeah. i can be specific about some uh, yeah yeah depending on which one you oh we're like i mean you just any of them you can use but... well any i mean okay so so i can tie the hawaii puerto rico thing back quickly and also to even like say why i sort of feel 
solidarity. It's like Puerto Rico and Hawaii and the Philippines and Guam and Cuba that got out um, were all taken by the U.S. after the Spanish-American War in yeah. 1898. Um, there's more backstory to Hawaii, but in that case, too, it's like, so Puerto Rico and Hawaii are U.S. colonies, but not being seen or called that way because the U.S. has different jurisdictions. Guam mm -hmm. has a different one as well. Mm -hmm. And so Guam and the Northern Marianas are pretty much just military strategic yeah. bases for the U.S. military. And now they are also in the indigenous population in the Northern Marianas, the Chamorro, also protesting the fact that one of their pristine islands um, is just going to be used as a bombing target yeah. for the U.S. military, just testing. And I mean, the yeah, so so the Bikini Atoll in the Marshall Islands, yeah, atomic nuclear tests <laughs> <laughs> and um, a lot of radioactivity. And that, I mean, and it all has repercussions now. Because, yeah. I mean, there's a population that still has generational, you know, health problems. Plus, mm -hmm. was it the Runet Dome in the Marshalls is also leaking? Yeah, yeah. Climate change, rising <laughs> sea levels. The nuclear waste has not been kept well. But yeah, and like I think that because I know, I remember I was reading about the what what's the name of the the there's like that the one? the one the one strip of island that they're gonna start bombing within like the upcoming year. Oh yes, uh, that you just mentioned. The ones north of Guam. Yeah. Tinian and Pagan. Yeah, I can't pronounce any of these names. So that was part of the Northern Marianas, which, by the way, was once a German colony. Ooh, fun! Yay. Way to go, Germany. Got that one in too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we we made the we made the the German connection for the episode. There, we're good. <laughs> we're done. Marshalls too. Marshall Islands were a German colony. Oh, were they? How did Germans yes. get there? Uh, yeah. How did yeah? How how did Germans get there? <laughs> it was a good uh, sea fleet that Germans plus trade. Oh, yeah. okay. Trade. But um, yeah, like I think in the the sense of that whenever people mention them like okay weapons testing is one of the most like egregious versions of yeah. this is that then there's also the um like i think really just americans who are just like un like just not confronted by it, just things that these are like empty places that like the government finds mm. and like all right well that, then we're gonna that's just that's very that's american empty. yeah yeah <laughs> it's like I no mean, there's like, like people who live here they have to like literally be like moved no, no, off of the no island one here. it's empty okay so australia does this too oh yeah oh yeah so, but like australia, that exact same thing australia does too and yeah. i mean i would say canada which yeah, is currently definitely. called canada um wait are you saying that canada does bad things <laughs> No, no. So I'm gonna say let Trudeau is no. my favorite settler colonial <laughs> to make fun of because everyone loves it. Yeah, I was oh, about I to say. Your I was about to no. like say. How can you say something like bad? Uh, an aside, because I mean, I pick on them. It's it's important to say that I usually do not, you know, compliment Meghan McCain. <laughs> but Meghan McCain was on the View as she is, and I mean, doing her thing, doing her thing. But in this this case, oh, um, no, no. Who else is on The View? I have no idea. Okay, so I think it's like Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg and Megan McCain and others. Um, and others. <laughs> we're making a positive case for protecting Mauna Kea. Yeah. And I, I guess um, Megan McCain was tying it with Arizona and land protection yes. there. She's not good about that, though, which is really funny. I like was so confused about it. Wait, what yeah. did, but it like, came out really well. What did she do? Like, explain. Because uh, I, Megan um, McCain was just talking about, I mean, because there's land protection, obviously, and things are like, okay, uh, most of Arizona is is 
Um, desert. <laughs> no, not, not just desert. Indian Reservation. It's Indian Reservation. It's not even owned actually by the yeah. U.S. government or by the state of Arizona. It's all either all right, protected yeah. land yeah. or reservation. Okay, yeah, so yeah. That's why I, no one I've lives that, there yeah. because you can't. Yeah, unless okay. you're, mm. you know. Nick, um, are you going to say that you're from Arizona? What? Are you from Arizona? Yes. Yeah, I am from Arizona. Okay, good, because I, I just want to say that we're going to have some Arizona input here, too. Yes. <laughs> and my, my little coasters. I mean, that's exactly. why he had like the coasters. Like, talked about the like, coasters. Oh, yeah, yeah, just, true. Like, why would he have, like, a random state as coasters? It's like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I love the I shape of nice. Arizona. <laughs> But um, the thing I think is so funny is that, the, yeah, like, Megan McCain mentions and the thing about um, indigenous rights in Arizona. I don't think that her and her uh -huh. dad were very good about that. Yeah, like, interesting. Arizona's it, that's why it's so confusing. Yeah, but so, it was a good soundbite. It was Fair, a good soundbite, right? but the reality then of her, of her, of um, maybe not. I don't know her personal politics, but the politics of her father and the people around them <laughs> were, um, you know, very bad. And uh, I can, uh, I don't know. Like it's, it's a very hard topic to because um, she was she was. Oh, I remember now. She was mentioning Havasupai Falls. Which is like a very oh, because nice because of the Beyonce video. Because of the I Beyonce think. video Wait, thing, yeah. So there's Havasupai Falls is a part of the Grand Canyon. It's really oh. nice, really pretty. If you even want to go like camping there or backpacking, you have to get permission from. I know, I know, yeah, um, from the Havasupai tribe who lives there. Exactly, very normal yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, like, don't you have to do that in general when you go down there, like in the Grand Canyon? Mm, yeah, because yeah. that's all like people live in the. In the yeah, Grand yeah Canyon. exactly. Yeah. yeah okay. But so she was using that example about then how like oh yeah they they, they should have the right to decide this and that and that. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. However, like a lot of the land on the Grand Canyon, which is uh, reservation land, mm. uh, was being built by Republicans for in the state of Arizona, mm -hmm. which her father at the time of living <laughs> was <laughs> a uh, you know um, senator. Yeah, senator of the state. Um, the, uh, yeah, Arizona Republicans were petitioning to use that land for um, uranium mining. What? Yes. Seriously? Yeah, so we get back to that time. Yeah, so um, weapons oh. and, uh, you know, that whole thing. Wow. So the, the reason the U.S. can do a lot of this stuff and Australia and Canada is that there's a lot of land that is actually native land mm -hmm. that can mm -hmm. be used for storing nuclear waste or oh, testing nuclear weapons. Or, yeah, I mean, in the Marshall Islands, it's like, oh, you've got these islands so far away from anyone. But, yeah, okay, people live here. Well, I mean, we're going <laughs> to test anymore. this stuff. <laughs> anyway, there was different different islands that were relocated and different islands that were not informed to have different yeah. results, They weren't right? informed? Yeah, there was oh, fallout that went to some islands oh, and it was very purposeful. I think even actually in the Bikini Atoll, some Japanese sailors died. Or there was yeah. a Japanese yeah. fishing boat that yeah. was in the vicinity that was affected. Yeah. Yeah, oh. the Japanese were not thrilled by that. No. It's like a very like small unknown fact that oh, wow. yeah. like Japan once again like having people die of nuclear radiation. By yeah. the US. By the US. Yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> But yeah, so um Megan McCain did a good sound bite. She did. It's good. And it I actually think it's very Very interesting because so I mean I would I would say I've been like connected part of the Mauna Kea protection since 2015, April 2015 when the sort of first um, yeah indigenous reoccupation of the area to stop the construction um, started and um, the narrative is so different now like I I read mainstream media you see CNN and New York Times and it's like 
especially the non-U.S. media, but I saw mm. one from AP and um, ABC as well, where instead of saying some Hawaiians believe this, it's stated matter of fact. It's like mm -hmm. not some Hawaiians believe the U.S occupied Hawaii in 1893 or the overthrow of the kingdom. No, it's like, matter of fact, it's like the overthrow of the kingdom in 1893 and this is sacred land instead of some Hawaiians believe, which is, I think it's like a big difference. Yeah. Which is why I also keep talking about it and like emphasizing sort of this narrative to push it and I get frustrated about, you know, tricky translations. Me saying it's like, oh, I, I wouldn't call it like a holy mountain as mm -hmm. a lot of german media <laughs> is doing <laughs> but yeah how they even translate into german like it's highly and i think it's so i think Heilige it's Berg. weird but i i mean i even like sort of try to find out if this is just my english language bias can we like emphasize the fact that i'm not actually a u.s american <laughs> 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 you fooled me yeah yeah i fool everyone man um and then i get in trouble every time i say i don't vote people like they're like really what yeah. How can you vote in a country vote. that you can't vote in? I know, it's so weird. <laughs> I vote in Germany. Oh, well. I'm sorry, I didn't vote in the Philippines last time. So I'm actually also Filipino, and this is where it comes to, it's like the Philippines was taken at the same time. And U.S. Americans don't really learn this in history either. No. Yeah. They also don't even know what the Spanish-American War is. So that's Yeah, another. so the Spanish-American War at know? best gets like half a page. I did read uh, American History for Dummies before I went to Hawaii to start studying at a U.S. university. And that's mm -hmm. all you needed. Well, it was just <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it's like, okay, the one thing that U.S. Americans might be better at me at would be U.S. history. Nope. Not at nope. all. <laughs> at this stage, no. But maybe back then, a couple of years ago, before I was a grad student there, yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay, maybe. Yo, you want to talk about the, about the, the Monroe Doctrine? Like, with your just, you know, friendly, you know, American friends who uh, totally know what that is. <laughs> I just want to say that... and. Which actually, I the Monroe, Monroe, Monroe Doctrine has a lot to do with the Spanish-American War. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I still hate William McKinley. <laughs> Yo, we are a 100% fuck William McKinley podcast. He's fucking sus. He's canceled. I mean, so there's there's also all this stuff about, oh, is Trump the worst U.S. president No, of ever course was? not. No. And then you're just like talking about all the different people affected by different things other U.S. Americans yeah. did. Or the fact that, you know, the country was Built on stolen land and genocide <laughs> and slavery. I'm yeah, you could literally just even go for just the big ballers like Andrew Jackson and just like make the case, which who Trump really fucking loves. Trump's a yeah, huge Andrew Jackson course. fan. Yeah. But you can just base the entire thing of like just take him and like he's way worse than Trump is, was, or ever probably could be. Like did massive okay, genocide. Okay, knock on wood now. Come okay, on. yeah. We've I don't still see. Got some yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't see Trump doing uh, committing massive genocide within the United States anytime within? soon. But um, so back to the uh, um, to the protectors movements. So what are some like because you were mentioning also at the beginning too, like that the the tactics that are used are much like intertwined with this sense of, of you know, not just like identity, but there's like I, I guess I it mean, is it's like identity, community, community yeah, also, and like really community with um, how you said there's also like a lot of like song and music and, and, music and, and stuff yeah. like that, too, that then I keep seeing videos of hula. Yeah, of Hula and uh, uh, even like Damian Marley was there like singing. Which yeah, was... yeah. I mean, reggae is very important yeah. too, but 
Rastafari reggae music comes out of oppression songs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, who else was there too? Um, what's his name? Who was an Aquaman? Jason Momoa. Jason uh, Momoa yeah. is yeah, the biggest. Yeah, the Jason Rock Momoa. was there. Yeah, The Rock was also yeah. there too. The Rock, but yeah. Jason Momoa was like already in 2015, the biggest name yeah. that was. Oh, he was there since. Yeah, he then? was always there. Yeah, yeah he's 2015 already. Active. Yeah. Um, and he is native Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah, he Kamali, is. yeah. So. I, I knew that. Yeah. I just remember seeing that. I, I saw the picture this week of him in. I think he was in like, he was in like traditional. Um, Partly, like he was given lays, so that's the thing too. Like you, can, you would always so see in 2015 and a lot of this where you have um, the land of natural, the board of land and natural resources, and the police and the national guard in them. There's a lot of Native Hawaiians who are part of it, and you'd have like family members protecting and family members, sort of, you know giving aloha to the guy who was about to arrest them and handing over a lay sort of in this sense of recognizing community and family and it's it's like not a violent yeah. movement as some some narratives and mm-hmm. some yeah astronomers behind the project keep trying to say have they actually been saying that like i have um <laughs> there was an emergency declaration that was lifted by the governor set on there for i think it was two or three weeks which means he could have brought in the national guard and there were talks about pepper spray and talks about sound cannons and stuff that i keep away from from protests so i'm not too familiar with okay. but um the the thing with the hula and the chanting and the melee the songs is that if you have you have an indigenous group that was sort of forbidden from their history mm-hmm. and their language for a while uh, you could pass it on through song and chants or even the genealogical chant of the mountain um, that connects to the people. Uh, the other factor that's particular to Hawaii and colonialism and the Spanish-American War versus the other territories that the U.S. took is that Hawaii was a sovereign nation-state Mm-hmm. Before the U.S. came, yeah, there was so the kingdom, the kingdom of Hawaii. Yeah, so yeah. it's like Russia coming into Crimea and saying, "Oh, this is ours now." <laughs> well, well, actually, wait, actually, <laughs> <hold on>. actually. <laughs> this is like so. Anyway, the thing is, like, it's not <laughs> the same narrative as on the continental territory of the USA, where the U.S. sprung out of mm-hmm. taking the territory. It was a sovereign nation state where. The head of state was overthrown. For pineapples. Pineapples and... No, pineapples came later. It was like sugar. Oh, okay. Sugar yeah. plantations. The pineapples came later. So it was a... I sh- did not know that. I always sugar businessman who overthrew the, the queen. And because it was a nation state that was, I guess, sort of on political terms like Switzerland, mm-hmm. um, the queen believed, and it did work until McKinley, um, that... After some investigation reports under Cleveland, the U.S. president. Grover Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, president who was twice in two different, in, in non-consecutive terms. Oh, the uh, only the one. Only one. Yeah. So yeah, Grover yeah. Cleveland actually stopped Hawaii from being annexed from 1893 to 1898 till the Spanish-American War because of, you know, investigation reports and sort of keeping Congress from annexing. And the 
So there's that one particularity where, okay, so you have a sovereign nation state, and guess what? The population had about a 100% literacy rate. So there's a whole lot of Hawaiian language newspapers that cover all this history. But if you have generations of people who don't read the language anymore, it then took it until can, now yeah. to for a whole bunch of political science professors and historians and Hawaiian studies now to like dig into these newspapers, get out the other narrative of, hey, this is what the U.S. did. Um, and McKinley actually didn't properly annex <laughs> the U.S., it's like really, really a history thing. Um, I guess the nation state could and territory could only be annexed under like actual annexation treaty. Yeah. And the U.S. did not do that for Hawaii. It's it's under some papers called a joint resolution, which officially cannot annex. So the annexation of Hawaii is also, you know, there's there's other activists. So scholars. that's why it comes like then, like in the 1950s or whatever. Then, with Be- became a state. Yeah. Also under very questionable sort <laughs> of voting. It seems like all of this is questionable. It's all very it seems questionable. like it seems like colonialism is 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 kind of sus, and I, I mean, shouldn't in a like lot of it. Cases and it pushes through until you've got like more digging in archives and transparency and sort of rewriting, oh, wait, this happened. So the thing with the annexation treaty as well, um, this only... Yeah, I mean, the whole narrative of the U.S. was, okay, so Hawaii wanted to become American and Hawaii became a state and they voted on it. And then a history grad student, Noinoi Silva, from the University of Hawaii was digging in the archives in D.C. in the 90s and saw, wait, there's like, I don't know, 40, 50,000 protest signatures by the population protesting annexation. And the U.S. made it sound like, oh, this was... Everyone wanted it. Everyone wanted it. And so ever since then, too, it's like these petitions called the Kue petitions, which are like protest petitions, were found. The whole narrative of deoccupying, decolonizing Hawaii has changed since then too. Where before that, a lot of the narrative was around federal recognition along the lines of being Native American tribe, which is very questionable considering this history that yeah. I just gave. But yeah, you kind of like, you, you, yeah. Uh, 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 go, you, go, you go from being a sovereign nation to then that of... A 50th know. state. Yeah. It's very right? And so the, the, even the statehood plebiscite was around the time of when the UN was looking through, okay, which colonial territories still exist um, and decolonizing and in independence movements. That's that's when the US was like, okay, we got to make this a state. And I mean, emphasis too, Pearl Harbor, which is on the island of Oahu, mm-hmm. which is where Honolulu is at, was attacked when Hawaii was not a U.S. state. Yeah. But there's different views on, like, the perception of U.S. territory and the U.S. being under attack at the time. And that was, that was like, deep in the time when people weren't allowed to speak Hawaiian. And the, and the thing that brought also back Hawaiian and, and this revival is also part of this land protection. So in the <coughs> 60s, 70s, uh, n- one of the islands, one of the eight main islands of Hawaii, 
Kaholave was also being used as a bombing range by the U.S. Navy. Like an oh, entire Hawaiian island. Okay, right? <laughs> and so that brought out one of the first protection movements. And I'm going to get a bit specific into like another Hawaiian concept, which is what this all revolves around. So I'm going to do it. It's called Aloha Aina. So you've got Aloha, which greeting or love. And in this sense... Um, Aloha Aina. Aina means land, if you just want to do a literal translation. But the Hawaiian language has like a lot of double meanings mm -hmm. and also like etymologies of words. So Aina <coughs> actually also doesn't just mean land, it means that which feeds. So the oh. word I means to eat. Okay. And the particle na is like to feed or mean. So Aina is also that which feeds, that which nourishes the people that are ancestry linked to the land, as I said with Mauna Kea. Uh, what Aloha Aina also means is sort of, and this is where the translations get sketchy. I mean, it could also just mean patriot or love of the land. So Aloha Aina means love of the land in one sense. And the pr these, these protest petitions from annexation were set up by sort of local groups called the Aloha Aina League, um, where you've got sort of kingdom patriots protesting US annexation. And then you've got these land protection movements later on in the 60s, 70s, all basing it back on this and saying, we are Aloha Aina. So the protectors are Aloha Aina. And Acting in a little So you're saying they're nationalists and they should be canceled. Stop. Okay. <laughs> We're not I getting under those I German am, terms. I am, uh, I am now anti-Deutsch after hearing this. Yep. So, uh, we are now an anti-Deutsch podcast. This is where, <laughs> this is if I get like one minute with anti-Deutsch where I, I mean, why would I actually? But I would walk away because they get angry at me. Do they actually get angry at you about this stuff or what? Like, sort of. Seriously? I mean, like, try to explain indigenous sovereignty yeah, to anti-Deutsch yeah. who have no conceptualization of colonialism or refuse to have one. Wait, do anti-Deutsch yeah. uh, support Rojava? No. They don't. Oh, okay. Not some, th there's there's some, so many that are I illogical. Mean, so yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like it's not a major topic for them, you know? Okay. I mean, have you seen any of them at the protests for... No, like, I have not, so... Because <laughs> yeah, that's one that then I always think is really funny because it would fall exactly into that. It's like... Um, <laughs> but it's not Israel, so it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> True. it's not okay. But yeah, because like, like, in that sense, if you could explain to like, you know, white, German, whatever, I don't know, not even just mm -hmm. like anti-Doy, but like white leftists about the concept of that... And like, oh yeah, nationalism, I mean, or, you know, like like in that um, sense of like third world anti-imperialism, oh, that's bad, this and that and that. It's like, okay, well, do you support X movement? And they're like, oh yeah, of course I do. Actually, it's yeah, like, actually that would be interesting because like uh, Mojava has a lot of like um, solidarity stuff going on with Palestine. So that would go against anti-Deutsch, of course. But I think I think so too. And Hawaii yeah. definitely has solidarity with Palestine. Yeah. Oh, so anti-Deutsch has to cancel them. Yeah. As well. I mean, there's there's <laughs> some interesting scholarly work on these ties, um, and especially now where you know you've got Native American First Nations, mm. Native Hawaiian scholars bringing out these political science narratives. Um, a lot of it 
a bit more anarchist than socialist, I would say. But mm. I mean, don't want to label everyone. Come on. <laughs> right. So, and anyway, some of some of these things also actually pick up on the fact that it's so hard to to talk about this discourse mm -hmm. with current day European nationalist movements or American exceptionalism and mm -hmm. I mean even Brazil and Philippines have yeah. their thing with Netanyahu and mm. Trump and them um, you mean Bolsonaro no I'm talking about Israel <laughs> oh you're talking about Israel sorry <laughs> Because you said you, you no, said, I said, I said Philippines yeah. and Brazil yeah. and Israel oh, okay, and sorry. US and Russia, <laughs> all right. they all are very chummy with each other right now. Hell yeah, we they can are like make best an emphasis friends. how the Philippines was not chummy under Obama because Duterte was not cool with <laughs> he didn't like it. Obama. Um, but but suddenly, now suddenly his anti-imperialism dissipated yeah. <laughs> under Trump. <laughs> Of course, they're buddies. <laughs> Wait, was Duterte an anti-imperialist? Well, he he and he sometimes still like makes these only when it fits his narrative. Comments. Yeah, when it fits his narrative, yeah. I and mean, he's like a big talker. I mean, yeah. but like Erdogan oh, does yeah, the same yeah. stuff too, though. Oh yeah, like come on, for Erdogan, everyone is a fascist except for himself. <laughs> except for himself. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's like I, I guess it's always like uh, trying to like put any of these these leaders into like a a, a clean cut like oh. They are a they are a right wing authoritarian nationalist. Or this is like you kind of can't do it once you no, get yeah. out of like Europe, really. I like, think a lot of things are culturally specific, and I think that's why it's more interesting to compare, say, Bolsonaro with Duterte, yeah, mm -hmm, um, than it is with either one to Trump. Mm, yeah, because yeah of, definitely. You know the post colonial nation state and the fact that it's actually sort of a a war on the own nation's poor than it is on yeah. you know this whole idea of yeah and at least in brazil and i don't i don't know i don't know nearly enough about about the philippines to talk about it, but like within brazil it's very much an internal product still of you know old colonialism that you see with with very just oh yeah it's racialized too. i mean Oh, okay. So yeah. it's like a similar thing in that sense. Yeah. There's very racialized hierarchies, mm -hmm. elimination of the poor who also happen to be black. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, not not Duterte. Um, Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro's war against the poor is one that then just easily can be pulled out of a hat of something that happened within the history of. of and uh, and apparently, Brazil's like talking to some Brazilians or reading some articles <clears throat> that were comparing Brazil with Philippines, Bolsonaro is like picking up on his like war on drugs thing that oh, yeah. Duterte did so mm -hmm. he's copying that except that Brazil you know, game is, knows game game, game yeah, recognizes but Brazil game. is like a huger territory and yeah. I think yeah. that's where the Amazon and other indigenous nations come into play again where it's like causing immense damage in this case of Amazon deforestation oh yeah he loves that um <laughs> and aren't like a lot of people in his cabinet like just were miraculously like um acquitted on uh charges for like shit like that i don't know i don't, I don't know, know. I've, never mind i feel like sometimes there's a disconnect in language media i feel it's kind of sad that i don't read portuguese to i don't more. read portuguese either mm. i just remember I know, seeing right? something that there were these people like there were, um a lot of politicians who were then um They had a connection to whatever the big industry in brazil is i think it's mining or it's not it's not oil But whatever that has to do with 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 the deforestation, mm. and they ended up getting in trouble for I guess like doctoring a lot of the like information or something like that. Okay. And then magically, when do when um 
uh, Bolsonaro got, gets into power, they're just like like completely freed of whatever charges that they oh, have. Oh, okay. But I forget yeah. for exactly what it was. Well, it but there's these people I think are now in his cabinet. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, even on this talk about land protection, <clears throat> the Philippines apparently just got, it was farming. That's what it was. Oh yeah. Okay. Just got first place over Brazil about the amount of land defenders killed in a year. Oh wow. Great. Okay. That's insane Level because head. Brazil. That, that's a yeah. lot of people to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brazil is a lot bigger. Um, and I think at one year Brazil had more deaths. This isn't like political deaths; it's just deaths in general than the entire Syrian civil war did during that year. Oh wow! Of yeah. like like murders or whatever. Mm. Like yeah. So that's uh, that is bad. That so, is not good. So even. Yeah, and so with Mauna Kea and some, like you could see with Standing Rock, a lot of this land protection and indigenous sort of community sense, it's led by women or by non-men. Mm. Um, and you can see that a lot of these fascist governments are <laughs> led by <laughs> men. Led by <laughs> men. Well, it's, I, I know Filipina leftists who have d- called it macho fascism. Yeah. So Bolsonaro and Duterte yeah. and the others. But that's um, like like inherent in fascism, isn't I mean, it? Yeah, yeah like, that makes sense. Yeah, and and so sort of inherent in like indigenous leadership is like a lot of women, and sort of also just you know talking about the land that births thought the the earth mother that births the land. So mm-hmm. it's not done in a patriarchal view of the world then from its inception already. Mm-hmm. So it's probably harder to then it's probably not probably probably easier than to maintain that in a non patriarchal. Mm-hmm. hierarchy right like yeah we're like more in the sort of holistic <coughs> sense of yeah. just including these different aspects or knowing that you know women are the caretakers of the family and having a role in making decisions for these things um and that the land also sort of feeds and nourishes the family because yeah and, and this is one of those things too that's like really i mean People understand it, but it's really difficult to sort of explain at first until you understand it. Like this whole thing of um, seeing the land as something that's like ancestral to you mm-hmm. and a family member, which means that no amount of money can actually repay it, right? So you'll have a lot of mining or telescope or military, but usually they don't pay. Um, <laughs> Sort of saying, saying, no, but we're giving you this for yeah. that. And it's like, but, you know, the meaning. And so so even with the island of Kaho'olawe, what happened, that what stopped the U.S. bombing is that it was reoccupied by Hawaiian protectors who went on the island while it was being bombed. Oh, wow. So That's insane. And so one of them, and this is like, I mean, I think it's interesting because I, th- I think a lot of the protectors in the 60s, 70s, were still a lot of male leadership, which mm-hmm. I don't see as much right now. But one of them is also part of the current Mauna Kea protection. So he's been doing this forever. And he was with another protector on the island of Kaholave for, uh, I think, three or four weeks while it was being bombed. Wow. And like living off coconuts and eels and free rain goats on this island to That's really... Crazy sort of symbolically retake the island and I mean under you know normal ethics not have it be bombed while there's humans on it but yeah they still did they still did (sighs) but so the island was you know reclaimed 
the uh, but it's on it's it's got like all the military waste on it yeah i mean it was like semi-cleared but the land also i guess in that sense it's also like very hurt since it's damaged it also probably is like very radioactive too because uh, like i think that depends on what the u.s navy was doing on Kaholave. I think just like general munitions in general, though, have yeah, like a yeah. bit of ready. Like so, all that munition is still in the, yeah, in yeah. the land, and, and like it's there for thousands of years. And so there's a there's a, um, a lot of like cleanup for that, but it's connected with what's happening in Mauna Kea now. So you've got Walter Ritty, who was on the island back then. Oh, cool! And that will like sort of started this wave of Aloha Aina and the mm-hmm. resurgence of the language and all this, you know, and also just like. I mean, I, I know from some Native Hawaiian friends who were like not from Honolulu or from there's one of the main islands of the main eight that is inhabited. That was actually private property. So in that case, because it was under private property, eh, they continued speaking a Hawaiian there that is that developed differently than from what's now being taught on the other islands based on things that were written. Um, but people were still practicing hula and chants and songs, just usually in secret. Mm-hmm. So it's like I guess a lot of different families handled the ban differently. Yeah. Also, depending on where they were based. Yeah, that's like a pretty common factor with like a lot of people then who are under were like oppressed, pr- oppressed under some kind I know that of in cultural the sense of, restriction. Um, in like in the sense of with with like uh. Turkey and Kurdistan, that was very much the thing when the when the Kurdish language was banned entirely mm-hmm. up until the 1990s, I think it was, mm-hmm. where they had like the re... It wasn't even like that they tried to reintroduce them the, tur- the, the the Kurdish culture because the Turkish yeah. go- government didn't even try, but the Kurdish people tried to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. But it was just made that then like at the point that the language... The language then at that point wasn't illegal anymore. Yeah. But they were still oppressed for then using it, oh, which yeah. was then like... I would imagine that it's still like kind of similar in that sense too. It's like you can then practice your culture but you still have like there's the barrier to entry then into this because you've been so far removed yeah. from it is already incredibly difficult to then when you try to then reclaim yeah or even even what some people are saying it's like oh grandma just still doesn't speak it because she was told not to yeah, yeah like even so. even if they want to speak it with her now and and i mean this this teaching and learning things again this is like super important for mauna Kea. so what i Part of part of the protectors base camp that has been set up since mid July there includes a university structure. Um, and you talked to me briefly about this. I talked to I you should, briefly yes, about this because I think it's really important. So the U.S. university system is about to start again, mm-hmm. and a lot of the protectors on Mauna Kea who are a bit in and out, but some of them are like based there. I know. I know one associate professor of the university who's like based there throughout all this time are teaching sort of seminars up there and also now giving out credits for it for the university of hawaii system if there are sort of protectors who are not able to attend class in manoa because they are hanging at mauna kea to protect the land Mm -hmm. and kind of still don't want to you know have to fail out of class I, and the university is letting them do that these are these are associate professors or full professors of the university who are part of the protectors movement i've seen the oh, document cool. list that are uh, listing the different classes cool so this is the one thing where the university would be giving credits 
um, to students who are there. And then there's the, this class structure where I've seen also a lot of names of classmates I had. So I, I went to the University of Hawaii at some <laughs> point um, who are part of the protection movement and up there and giving different classes. And, and the, the thing with the, the feminism and this much of fascism things like one of them is um, sort of what would translate as like LGBTQ sort of seminars uh, and in Hawaiian is like mahu uh, is teaching on that where it's like sort of countering this colonial propping of binaries mm -hmm. and forbidding mm -hmm. homosexuality and other things. One of the other big leaders uh, of the movement is Kumuhina who's a mahu leader and she like wrote this song that's pretty much the anthem of the movement kuha heo and it's like really intense it's like a five minute hawaiian song mm -hmm. that has sort of on on mauna kea and in the solidarity rallies throughout the u.s continent and in other islands of hawaii is like this song that connects and and because of the double entendres in in Hawaiian words and in song meanings, um, a lot of protest songs from 1898 and throughout are being connect. resurfaced. Ex exactly, where it's like, okay, these lyrics are talking about rocks and flowers, but actually it means the people and the protests against the <laughs> U.S. <laughs> papers and things like that. That's, I mean, that's another one of the songs that was about the overthrow of the queen. Yeah. I find it really interesting, too, because like there's been... like. I find it really in, like I just because um, this has been there's always been a connection between like the university and protests throughout whatever you know nation that then you look at. Um, however, mm. in the United States, it's always kind of like a, a kind of backwards weird one because the university yeah. has way too much power and so, money and money exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, I believe this was in like the '60s or '70s where you had students in like California was a big one actually where students were going out and into um like learning theory learning like all the stuff that they were learning and being like okay like you know we have to take this then like um <clears throat> you know we're learning then things about you know how 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 you know fucked up the world is and how like you know class learning structures <laughs> yeah learning <laughs> what Makusa? No, not, not <laughs> learning cool stuff. Well, that's the only thing that people in the U.S. Well, in the now 60s because learned. yeah, because now if you're now in the U.S. if you're introduced to anything that then you know radical left wing it's philosophy, a, it's, it's just Makusa who's just like, yeah. well, man, capitalism is crazy, but don't try to change it. Maybe you should take uh, some ethnic studies classes because I feel like that's <laughs> probably. Actually, but, but that's what came like, out of those movements too. Yeah, but that's exactly that. Yeah. So then you have you have then you have. Um, Within the movement, then uh, people, you know, reading then you know radical stuff and be like, okay, I want to go do radical, radical shit. So they went into like you know the neighborhoods in in Southern California and were trying to hold like workshops and seminars and stuff like that for people to, within their communities. Did you learn this from Daniel? I did, yes. <laughs> and the university actually, like uh, the university, um, for like for for uh, forbid them from doing that. And like it's kind of funny how like because this gives this in the '60s, but how like the university just continuously like spoon feeding you then all this theory and stuff like that. But then when you actually then went to go then put it into practice, that was never a thing that then you were actually. Germany's the best example of this because how yeah. many fucking dumb students do you know who are then just like they'll like they'll read like 
Mark, so they'll read like, and then they'll just like the next step. Also, happen to be a lot of anti Deutsch as well. They'll yeah, go, they'll, and they'll yeah. read like Adorno well, next. Uh, and then, yeah, and then it's, they just, it's kind of like the Frankfurter Schule thing. Yeah, you know, you, you, you read it and then you go talk to your friends like over a glass of wine about it. Yeah, and that's what or you do. Or the 280 characters morphed on Twitter and then it's yeah. Really yeah. Bad. yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Really yeah. bad. And then, like that that's for being them, radical. like that's in the sense of like yeah, radicalism for, yeah. for white Germans like that. But for yeah. people that who actually then are you know, or they write for a jungle magazine, or something. yeah, or they write for a dumb <laughs> magazine. But how I, I I mean I find it really cool that 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 the university then is not doing the typical thing that an American university well, would do. Well, I mean it's question. I mean the the university pr chancellor president um, did show up as well. Oh. Okay. Um, he's being protested, and I think there are... For whatever he did, I don't know what it is, but he probably should be because... He's a white guy. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> In that sense, I mean, he should, he should, he should just be cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> he's a white guy. There's also different levels of like this whole settler colonialism. Yeah, 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 I mean, the, the governor is not indigenous Hawaiian, but he is Okinawan. And that Okinawa is yeah. a group of islands that Japan colonized in pretty mm -hmm. much the same way. But... Then there's a different structure as well at in Hawaii where okay the Asian population Asian men are like at the top of the hierarchy mm -hmm. except from the university where there's still a bunch of U.S. Americans yeah they just get shipped over to then take like administrative positions and stuff like yeah that. so um, the thing with the university too is like and this is like often often said why why they set up this university on Mauna Kea and why they've been a lot of the students and professors have been protesting it because the University of Hawaii calls itself a Hawaiian place of learning. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, but why are you arresting your own students mm -hmm. and professors? And I mean like emphasis on professors, like a lot of the people who have been arrested are elders. I mean, there was different tactics over mm -hmm. the, the last few weeks. One of them was a line of native elders mm -hmm. were willingly standing at the front of the line to be arrested sort mm -hmm. of i mean i'm gonna say like extinction rebellion way yeah. this way where it's like you're purposely having a group of people be arrested yeah. to keep the next group from Safe. Yeah, yeah. um it's not like all right i guess i have to like because I've, I've made a comment about how i hate that tactic when extinction rebellion does it um because they're way too happy when they they're not arrested. but that's not but the tactic that extinction <laughs> yeah. rebellion does isn't that though it is. It is getting arrested. That was for me being very short about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but because the thing that pisses me off yeah. with the Extinction Rebellion thing is that the the guy who had who I forget his name, it like Rupert Reed. Yeah, cool guy. I um, I read the last manifesto. It was awful. I bet it was. <laughs> well, I believe like, that. How much? How much? Just like hidden racism is just like you know. Yeah. No. This is not it. that. This is okay. not that. This is actually really this like sort of the elders sort of. Okay, so it's it's, it's not like Extinction Rebellion. No, no, yeah. it is them putting themselves <laughs> yeah. up front for, first. Yeah. And another tactic was also, I think... But that's like a nine. good, respectable tactic. Exactly, getting... it is respectable. But the narrative can be flipped again, saying, why are you letting the your elders be arrested instead of you? Yeah. Which is like, no... They yeah. offered... This, this was yeah. the tactic. And then there was another tactic where also some UH professors um, were... had chained themselves to a cattle grate that was on the path so eight of them chained to it mm -hmm. for like a day throughout with some nice wine traditional massage and people also caring for them to keep the construction vehicles mm -hmm. from being able to proceed um and i guess what's 
a thing right now too is just a lot of sort of uh, famous presence of activists like The Rock and Jason Momoa, mm. and. I don't know why I, find, I, I shouldn't find it funny because it isn't, but I'm just imagining just these two just beasts of men. Just I mean, like, The Rock is actually I and The Rock also went on Jimmy Kimmel, I think, and also said like, "I'm really bad at watching short videos." Yeah, um, I mean, you're probably the only person in, in our generation who has that problem. I'm older than you guys, but yeah, I have like okay, 30, yeah, 30 tabs open to read stuff. Instead of watching videos, but uh, the rock look who's, who's, <laughs> look who's an intellectual oh, over here. I I don't watch videos. My computer crashes. I, my I watch TikTok videos, and that's it. <laughs> so so in one of these um, things in a talk show, the rock was like also, and I, as far as I know, he's a Republican. Yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, is. Yeah, right, yeah. and as far as I know, he appears to be interested in elections at some point. Yeah. But he also has like this two or three minute soundbite really talking about how the land hurts and to listen to the people there. And that's why he felt because he is he's Samoan, which is Polynesian and connected yeah. to Hawaii culturally. Mm-hmm. But he was also like living in Hawaii, um, came up there. Um, yeah, Jason Momoa is native Hawaiian. <clears throat> then there's a the connection with reggae and also one of my friends on Twitter making a call out. So can anyone bring a Palestine flag? Cause we still need one and other mm-hmm. flags of other groups have been waving there. Mm. It also been um, a lot of, you know, retweets and connections and signs and all that from especially New Zealand, Aotearoa, New Zealand, because Maori peoples in New Zealand, so you're saying this is some true internationalism? Yeah, going it's on. it's totally uh, indigenous internationalism is really great. I mean, and so what I was saying too, it's like there there's some scholars who are making a big deal, and it's like how how do we bring out this discourse without white scholars trying to take it apart as you know ethno nationalist European stuff? Just don't let Germans get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean in that case too, it's like I. I get really frustrated about anti-Deutsch in general, but I also get frustrated at them kind of selling themselves as anarchists. That is that is really false labeling. Nothing says being <laughs> anarchist like calling the cops on people. Oh, so, yeah. You know, they're... I, I mean, I know that we'll go into this probably with a guest who yeah. is more... Uh, uh, more public about it. More, I, I yeah. block people when I talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, not like, I mean, because there are like, I mean, I, I feel that like, too, that this like, anti-Deutsch also like, like, is a very bizarre thing of like Germans telling Jewish people how to think. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, you this know? is a thing too about, it's like, I know there's, there's native Hawaiian astronomers who are for the project. I know it's not my place to tell them that. Yeah. I don't think that they're right. No, it's like, no, I'm. I respect what you're saying and we'll keep out of this conversation at this moment. Yeah. Um, and Germans are generally not that good at that. <laughs> what I do have an opinion about everything. Oh my yeah, but God. What I do think is interesting because based on the whole overthrow of the kingdom and generally Germans not being all that pro-American typically, mm-hmm. um, there is a lot of support for Hawaiian sovereignty from Germans That's and good. other Europeans. Because of this sense of, because of not being like the direct American colonizer, uh, <laughs> you know, um, and I mean a lot of a lot of 
Hawaiians are also part Asian. A lot of different sort of aspects of seeing, seeing life. I mean, I'm, I'm Filipino and German, so that's why I sometimes don't get along too well with Germans because I like have different perspectives of things. And a lot of this stuff comes together in Hawaii where you have a lot of different people living there. Mm-hmm. And the thing too is, you know, it's just like, no, let's talk about listening more to what Hawaiians have been saying about this land because, hey, I'm pretty sure that the Marshallese were also saying, it's like, I don't think it's good to be digging that hole and putting that nuclear waste in here because of the water. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Overruled. Um, Here's money. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some money for you. That's, That's pretty bad. Buy, I mean, buy you yeah. some water. Here, <laughs> you can buy yourself buy, some bottled water. some bottled water. <laughs> But that, like, because yeah. that's like the 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 monetization thing is something I think that's really funny too. Because that's something that then's also speaking of something that a lot of people don't realize is done through settler colonial mentality is exactly that is this idea then of economic thinking that we all apparently naturally do, which is bullshit. But there's been um, there was really interesting. There was a um, um, an experiment done with I think they were like farmers in Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. And they were given either the opportunity to, I think like it was pretty much a thing of like either like collectively farm their land for less money or whatever, or they'd be given then like a dollar for then every, I don't know, it, it was a weird, very weird neoliberal means tested sort of thing of trying to see how people value money and stuff like that. And they just did not understand it. They're like, why would I, why wouldn't I farm with the people who live around me so we can all like do, um, you know, we can all be productive together. We can all kind of split our stuff, like, you know, be um you know helpful with one another instead of then try to like you know me keep this land only do it you know how western farming is done you know and they just could not fathom it and they're like why would you have me pick between the two like that's really stupid and economists were like can you believe this This is just irrational behavior i I, I can't really fathom economists either i mean i I don't know because all of it's it's typically (laughs) just it is, is it is literally just white old men telling you why um uh your uh, uh uh you selling anything for money no matter how bad or good it may be isn't the only rational choice that you can make i i really think it's interesting too i mean like even if you have europeans talking to u.s americans about healthcare and germans being just like i don't understand how you don't understand this kind yeah. of thing where it's like why would you pay taxes to help other people be functional members of society how thing. dare they <laughs> <laughs> and and to me too it's like these these different levels of how intense some some i don't know like colonization mindset of of money has been and so the thing too in like new zealand right now with the movement is um the maori are protecting land there that is supposed to become housing development but that uh, has a lot of cultural significance to them which i guess in this case should remain empty so that it can be accessed for the communities um whereas there's six maori groups i guess that have a connection to it and one of them was consulted and one of them agreed to it and so it's sort of this that's typically how it works so in all these things because i was like standing rock was a similar thing as well yes yeah or like the different paperwork that says one thing and legitimizes this thing that others did not agree with same as with the with the telescope sort of thing it's like oh we did consult with 
a Hawaiian person. <laughs> Yo, my Hawaiian <laughs> friends are that we could do this, so it's cool, guys. It's all right? very sad on Twitter and social media. You'll see the really bad um, narrative of some of the people pushing for the project, yeah. where it's really just like, oh, that one friend I have. <laughs> and one of, one of them, there's this one white... Yo, I have a Hawaiian friend. I can say it, all right? Yeah, there's this one white... Hawa- um, not Hawaiian. Definitely not Hawaiian. A white scientist who is either U.S. American or European even, who has gone into very long threads about quoting Captain Cook, the person who, you oh. know, came to... Hawaii and oh. the Hawaiians did kill <laughs> that I mean that's that's like a, a claim to fame where it's just like no like the Philippines I'm gonna say this too it's like our claim to fame is killing what the Americans call Magellan yeah Magellan yeah he was uh, fucking murked like, I mean he like tried to go around the world and then he was killed in the Philippines <laughs> wasn't Marco Polo also killed in the Philippines no or he was killed somewhere else so Captain know. Cook was killed in Hawaii. Yeah, I know that. Crossing yeah. the Pacific. That, yeah. And then you have a white scientist saying this telescope should be built because Captain Cook said this thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's a bully. I love telescopes. <laughs> exactly. That's what he said. Um, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, that is really you should, picking You should straws. look at our tweets. I'll send you some. They're fascinating. But I try to keep out of those unnecessary sort of discussions where it's just like no distraction. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so there's this other thing also set up, like sort of a doctrine of Kapualoha, where it's just like, no, do not like let the anger sort of get the best of you, like very short, very short form, but also sort of like protectors who are going through, you know, other things in their life and not all that clear about things should probably not be coming to Mauna Kea because they're entirely, you know, even mentally distracted by other things yeah. to really be in that sense of space and place for the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just really important to note that this is like really this indigenous internationalism and a mm-hmm. lot of these movements are connected. And so even for me, at some point, I really, for the Hawaiians that I was really feeling this aloha enough for, mm-hmm. um, to make a stand about Palestine. That is you know? actually, yeah, that's very And that's what Germans yeah. find conflicting, where it's just <laughs> like, I don't understand how that makes sense. And to, to everyone else, it like totally makes sense. Like well, there's all yeah, the solidarity yeah, I, there. I, actually, I, I find that kind of interesting. And I, I like ask myself, like how, like it's awesome to see that it works that well in this kind of like internationalist way you know yeah. Yeah, but like you know that. how Germans don't even like flags in general yeah they don't like anything <laughs> so you're especially not allowed to bring some kind of indigenous Mapuche flag yeah. or anything which is also I think waving up there at Mauna Kea uh-huh. and um, especially in the Pacific the connections too so I mean with that different history to Native Americans there's mm. a lot of connection with, with the Pacific indigenous groups and the French and the Americans and New Zealand have colonies mm. under different terminology and Indonesia does too. And like, uh, how do you even talk to white leftists somewhere else that a sort of post-colonial nation state has an entire half island, the largest one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> under occupation? Yeah. Yeah, but the, their only view of the world then is through like just imperialism, is it not? Then like, it, what it's what what it ends up then 
backing up you know i guess we can just we can just call them out by name but like people like, like anti-deutsch people and yeah. stuff like that the view of the world only is then through western nation states and mm-hmm. anything that then i guess because they can't think outside of it they end up becoming really imperialistic yeah so <laughs> like yeah. they're uh, i mean Yo, Andy Dodge is the real fascist. <laughs> no, but Whoa. like it is. No, it is. It is. Here we it, go. It, it does become like it does become like really problematic though for not not yeah. even anti Dodge but for a lot of Germans in the sense of that then like hey like there is a there's a different world we world view than just the 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 European nations. Wait, what there is? <laughs> I mean, obviously I, that's that's why I can't really connect in these spheres a lot because. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not a white German either, so I can like tell when they're being really, really racist, mm. and they don't care about the fact that they're being really, really <laughs> racist. Well, they never cared. <laughs> <laughs> so they probably give you some like dumb thing of like, oh, actually, I, I can do it because of like. I'm gonna explain to you how they're not racist, in fact, and you are the one that. Yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> too. Where they're telling Jewish people that they're the real anti-Semites. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's classic, lovely, classic, classic, classic German move. Classic German move. <laughs> <laughs> um, Almost yeah. as German as that move of that thing of the uh, um, the Afrofuturist festival here that had no. Um, uh, 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 that's normal isn't it yeah it had, <laughs> it had no black artists yeah. oh yeah true yeah. in berlin <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, a really normal german thing <laughs> all but of academia in germany pretty yeah. much oh yeah like all like, white professors and yeah. when they say diversity it's white female professors yeah. and see we have women <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like no but you're still racist <laughs> yeah, true. yeah i don't think i've ever had like a a person of color here as a professor. Let me think about it. Right. You took Daniel's class, but he's not a professor. Yeah. True, he's not a professor. But yeah. Uh, I think me neither. You don't think so either. You there aren't that many. I mean, even yeah. I mean, I made another snarky tweet earlier or where um I guess some people I know who are at UCSD san diego in ethnic studies and talking about how amazing ethnic studies there is and i said well you guys even have a black german professor because all the white professorships i mean in germany you can't like yeah suddenly have a black german professor so they're at ucsd being an ethnic studies professor there because no you've got a black studies professor in germany who's white and then you've got another black studies <laughs> professor in Germany's way. Like Germans, <laughs> like that's like a real German thing though too. Is like for some reason Germans really like when they like they get they they'll get really into like a culture that they find is like well because we don't have one okay ethnic or whatever the fucking horrible racist <laughs> yeah, term that they yeah. use for it is, and like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, the f- the the philo stuff, the philosemitism, the yeah. total mm. like fetishization. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I have they, like like with uh, Native American culture, they did that too. Yeah, in oh the enthusiasm. Yeah. It's enthusiasm. Yes. Oh my god, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I why like why are Germans so infatuated by that? Kalmai. I yeah. know that, but like why? <laughs> why is Kalmai so infatuated by it? He never went to the United but States. But have you also what? seen that some of the actual neo Nazis at Chemnitz and stuff wear t shirts that say Ua Einwohner? 
like oh, indigenous, wow. right? Oh, and wow. so there's a lot of this this, this right wing <laughs> narrative. Indigenous rights. There's oh, a my, lot of this wow. right wing narrative too about indigenous rights, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's it's like all coming together. Even with with the sta- some standing rock organizing I did in Berlin too, where it's just like, oh, how many new agers are here just because? <laughs> yeah. Or me doing some translation actually as like side gigs that were given to me by a friend who's Native American because he did not really want to give it to an official German translator. Yeah. And then one project, which I then also, after a short 10 page thing declined because I was like, yo, I cannot do this. Like this is, it's called like the title of the work. I'm not going to get too specific, but it's called sacred something. Yeah. And I'm just like, how do you want to translate that? And even, even, the person who was giving me the project was looking for an indigenous person. And this book is like specifically about a certain region in the United States of America, where it's like, you can't just give that to someone from a different tribe and say, it's like, okay, now it's legit. Yeah. Um, Especially like some of the geography that was in, in the narrative too, where it's just like someone in Arizona is not going to have the same thing as in Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty much what that person was thinking. Um, oh. Or wanting to do like a sort of pan-indigenous handbook of racist terminology and be anti-racist about it. And I said, you know, some things are like self-defined are totally the preferred term in one place and are totally not what you should use in another. But mm-hmm. that concept is not understood. Yeah. But then they can probably like like, like tell you very like specific intricacies of like some language that they kind of sort of know. Like, I don't know. I always like... This was actually also a linguistics professor. So I'm about like to say, gonna, it yeah. Was, I mean, I, I really, yeah. I'm glad I gave it up again, but it was going to be awful. And I also thought, it's like, this thing doesn't even have to be translated from English into German because anyone who respectfully understands the topic mm-hmm. will be able to speak English. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. this would be opening it up to an entire different new age audience of Germans that should not be using this. Are yeah. th- what are new age Germans? <laughs> oh, I mean, I can I can link that back to Hawaii, which is, like, really annoying. There is a <laughs> Hawaiian shamanism that was made by Germans. Oh. <laughs> it's called Huna shamanism. And, like, shamanism is not a thing in Hawaii. Yeah. But they yeah. took the word kahuna and turned it into a shamanism and it's by this white german guy and there's so many like retreats and seminars on it oh german i should not have asked what is what is (laughs) what is german new ageism because that's even worse than what i could have ever imagined and i mean even even when i talk to certain groups of people here about what i do and indigenous rights and hawaii people will suddenly tell me about huna shamanism and i'm like oh my god that is horrible oh my god i'm gonna <laughs> that is so i'm gonna bad. google that <laughs> yeah i'm gonna google it too i want to see what this is like <laughs> oh but me too oh my god like i'm gonna ruin everything well <laughs> well <laughs> i mean not that like american new age shit is oh, any no, better it's also not fun yeah, like, yeah <laughs> i only yeah. like russian new age esoteric right wing <laughs> 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 like eco-fascism or something like that oh gosh eco-fascists as well man all this stuff comes together yeah i know you've got the new age you've got the land protection you've got the climate change that and is you've got, true and everyone just comes together and picks yeah. what they want out of it and makes it something awful make it something nice like the, the anastasia bewegung <laughs> oh yeah uh, 
But yeah. I think it's interesting too. I mean, it sort of connects because I'm I'm very surprised that that has come up. Um, all the lignite mining mm-hmm. has destroyed entire German villages, and I also found out that some of my ancestors are from a German village that no longer exists because of coal mining, huh. which is sort of like interesting in this, you know, indigenous studies Hawaiian concept thing of land. Um, but as a German should doesn't really mean much anymore you because mm. here with the coal mining in germany they have been tearing down 400 year old churches yeah yeah yeah. right yeah, yeah. suddenly that church did not mean anything or that it was notre dame <laughs> just like yeah. relocate it but um 400 year old structures don't really exist that much in that state in the u.s no true. like yeah, if you true. tell a you an american about yeah. oh this building is old they think it's like 80 years <laughs> <It's> <laughs> an old painting. true yeah <laughs> i think the oldest building in phoenix is like maybe 120 years old yeah and when i found that I out i was like showed... damn that's really old but there are like me. still a lot of indigenous structures too that are just yeah, not yeah. seen as such as of importance and i mean i think it's really great that there's two native american women in congress especially um the one from new mexico who is sort of bringing all these topics that were just ignored before especially like missing and murdered indigenous women Mm -hmm. but they are also getting criticized by indigenous scholars and activists because of not keeping in solidarity with palestine because of going on these trips with congress members to visit israel and stuff (laughs) so you've got all these different levels of radicalism of trying to work within the system and trying to change some things and then it's just like, you know, different strategies. It is also the U.S. I mean, yes, it is also the U.S. Like, Zionism is probably more important than, like... Yeah, but in Germany, too. Like, what do we do here with the Bundestag resolutions and stuff? Yeah, true. Actually, I think it might be more restricted here. Right. And I think, I mean, not, I don't know if it's more restricted, but the fact that there's not much counter narrative here because for. But there wasn't up until very recently in the United States, though, either. But there's a lot more of a Jewish population that can speak against it, whereas obviously here not. Mm -hmm. Right. And that makes the big difference where Germans can just decide things, overrule things. Well, we also have the Zentralrat, so. But they're also known for being very... But like even just the numbers of population yeah. or in percentage of how big there is an anti-Zionist German, um, Jewish left in the U.S. versus elsewhere. Yeah. So at true. least there's like a counter to that. How do we get to that one now? I don't know. Germany. I'm, I'm yeah. Germany ruined <laughs> you. Germany. Yeah, the whole cultural appropriation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's how we Huna, got there. Shamanism. Oh my gosh. I, what is I it, mean, what's it called? I mean, like, Kahuna I, I really, shamanism? I really, yeah. Huna, just Huna. Huna. They removed the ka. Okay. I mean, there's there's some words you can't just like you know, cut in different places and give a new meaning as much as Hawaiian words do have double entendres and particles and things. Yeah, Huna. <laughs> just I'm, did I'm looking that. this up right now. Um, but. I mean, I guess for uh, others who who kind of have more of a genuine sort of interest in supporting these movements, there's there's a lot and there's a lot of connection. Like as I was sort of seeing in a lot of the Mauna Kea, especially with New Zealand and that land development project. I found it. <laughs> <coughs> okay, I'll look at it later. Yeah. But yeah, uh, 
So yeah, please don't please don't look up Hunar shamanism because I don't want others to learn bad <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. I I did it. I did it for all of our listeners. You do not have to. I, all this information now is is in my head to protect you guys. Yeah, look up protect Mauna Kea. And I mean, again, this thing too, like where I get into these tricky positions with like white Germans because of not being white is where people make me Hawaiian and I'm just like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Like to also emphasize sort of in this personal integrity responsibility thing of no, I'm like going to be upfront that I'm not an indigenous Hawaiian and not speaking on, on that behalf mm-hmm. and germs are like no, no no it doesn't matter you're brown anyway <laughs> 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 and i had that with a white german professor wow. who does black studies wow i thought you were saying a white german professor who does blackface <laughs> oh god well, sort of so <laughs> the n-word kind of. she can and has wait, a black husband. wait what wait, seriously oh are we are we still alive <laughs> <laughs> um yep yeah i mean like that's, wow. that's the kind of academia I'm up against here. And Wait, what I, the fuck? Like, uh, wow. I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's, there's all these. How old is this person? Are they like a 13 no, year old guy? And they're I all think, like, oh, yeah. Rap, like, uh, listen to rap this music. Isn't even like that uncommon. So even. Oh, I know that it's not. That's the unfortunate <laughs> that's, thing. That's here. the unfortunate thing. So I don't even think that this anecdote is even as, as strong as it was when I first <laughs> found out about it because. Even once at the university at Humboldt for mm. um, like professors interviewing and the student group was kind of like, okay, let's have some some questions that we want to see like how they answer sort of like casting. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was kind of, a, okay, what if one of your students uses the N word and other students are upset, what would you do? Mm. And what happened actually was like a, p- a few of the professors were kind of like, there were six or seven candidates, but and all one after the other. And with one professor, a white woman, you didn't even have to ask her that because she just did it in her presentation in the first place. <laughs> and it was about, you know, it was about, I guess, white women sex tourism in in the Caribbean. Yeah. And about whipping a man. And she just oh. does that. And Whoa. then you're just like, oh well that there goes our question. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's the, that is the most. That is so fucking. Yeah, that's German. That's so German. Oh my god. I yeah. thought, like, she, did she, like, misunderstand the question? Was it like, oh, wait, you want me to do this? Like, is it a show no, no, and no. tell? This, or what? Th- this was like, first they had their presentation, oh and then they had the QA stuff. Yeah. So she did that in the presentation, so that in the QA was like, oh, well. That's we don't shit. have. Yeah, I guess we don't have to um, ask that. But then also, I was suddenly, like, with a bunch of white students where I'm the one who's like sort of trying to bring up that this was not cool and maybe two or three others bringing this up and then one or two white students saying oh that was my favorite professor ever in my history of studying here I really want this person to get the job and I'm like that's great Uh I actually have the write up of that from like an anti-racism thing online so I can send you the link where I have this whole scenario described yep because I'm a snitch like that when it comes to racism and stuff. Good. Yeah. Uh, corner speedy motto is obviously snitch on <laughs> snitch all your on friends. Racist. Snitch on your racist friends. Yeah. Not my friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So so ugh, it's 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 kind of tricky. I yeah. I kind of just I'm like trying to push through with it for 
I guess, bringing out the story. I mean, okay, so my PhD is connected to Mauna Kea. Okay. And that's kind of like me in 2015 getting connected with outreach and sort of writing some statements and, you know, disseminating them Mm -hmm. um, that I got to the topic. But when I was living in Hawaii before that, I had a different topic. I was in West Papua and Papua New Guinea and nation state and all that. So I got the theory of the nationalism and (laughs) colonialism. But yeah, it's like um, I was in that sense a student who just came in and was like, no, you should probably not be touching this Hawaiian topics right now. And the connection to Papua New Guinea is that I lived there as a kid and other connections. So there's sort of this positionality that is important in decolonial sort of studies. Yeah, that was University of Hawaii. So it depends on the department and the professors. <coughs> and I got that. Three <coughs> white guys on my committee, and they were great. But I wouldn't do that in Germany. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you didn't use the N-word enough. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yep. Uh, I guess on that note, we'll wrap it up then. Does that sound good for everyone? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to shout out? I mean, I know that yeah. you said to look Go up Monacoya, uh, but like any other specific things? Like, obviously, follow you on Twitter at Karin is sharing. Yeah, with an I. Yeah. I'm German. Yeah. Um, so K A. I I just really, really want people to look into this and listen to actually there's so much material coming out now actually by native hawaiians so i i think it's good that media has been reaching out and not just like writing up their own stuff and without fact checking or anything so there's a lot of um pieces from professors of political science and astronomy and other natural sciences who are like bringing out the story of the significance of mauna kea and I guess also, you know, the the connections to the other colonialisms like Puerto Rico. Mm. I mean, especially with climate change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Puerto Rico and Guam. You've got the nuclear attacks on Guam, too. I mean, the nuclear threats, let's yeah. say that. It's a game. It's a game for some presidents. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and New Zealand, Aotearoa, New Zealand. So a lot of these connections really... Start looking into the anti-colonialism and the significance for indigenous peoples, I guess, too, as well climate change, which I didn't get into this much, but I have to write like a climate justice thing for two days from now. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, then, damn, yeah. we should have like gone more about that. But it's yeah. it's it's fine. Um, can read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank Mahalo. you for coming. Yeah, definitely. I um, I, I learned I saw, a lot. <laughs> I saw you posting a lot about this, and I knew nothing. Uh, I I knew literally nothing about this before. Maybe what two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when you were just like either posting about anti-Deutsch and how shit they are. <laughs> I have like a lot of brands on Twitter. I feel like I s- I'm also like on a on a voices like a climate voices of color list. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I I feel like sometimes when people follow me for one thing, they're a bit confused about the other things but <laughs> like that's how it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i like i said i saw you post a lot about this so i thought it would be good you for you to for come reaching on out to me and i'm very very selective right now where i say yes so well I really, so I really thought the story should come out and i thought that yeah i mean you supported my tweets so yeah. support the story support mauna kea 
Yeah. Yeah. That's mine. Awesome. End. <laughs> well, then we'll see you guys next week then. And uh, yeah, have a have a great week. And, you know, be safe in the hot weather, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yulia, do you have anything to say? No, You've I'm been fine. Very quiet. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I learned yeah, a lot, too. I was I really, listening. And that's why I was quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like I like the episodes where I can sit and like, like listen yeah. and learn because i feel like to be like too like on top of things with other things because like too many jokes are going and i have to like navigate the room differently <laughs> like last week was an absolute mess for that reason oh hell yeah but it was still funny but it was fun but yeah, yeah awesome see you guys next week okay, bye bye take care bye